Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light. My name is Ron Marshall, and I'm a licensed practitioner and founding member at Heart and Soul. And I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we're taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within so that it may be our guide during this time of change. So wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is safe and sacred space. So if you're willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has happened up until this moment. Join me in taking a deep conscious breath. Rebreathe in. And release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Take a moment to notice the path that your breath takes through your body. While the path our breath takes like each of us is unique, every breath is part of the one breath which is breathing us all. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. So as we enter the stillness, remember to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously.
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you're in. To do so, you might focus on your hands and feet and notice and feel the support of the surface beneath. You might gently rub your palms together. Just begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And when you're ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating the safe and sacred container of love for our service this morning. We have an excellent opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the one. And I invite you to do so whenever, wherever, and however possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. heart and soul family wherever you are my name is Ron Marshall and I'm a practitioner and founding member here at heart and soul and I'm honored to be welcoming you to our Sunday celebration service and also to inform you of ways that we can continue to be engaged here at heart and soul center of light Reverend Adriette has asked that wherever you are if you are joining us from outside of the local Bay Area that you let us know where you are celebrating with us from and you can do that just by uh, entering your uh, entering that in the viewer chat right now our heart and soul annual theme for 2020 is adventures in faith expect a miracle and our read for this year is a year of miracles by Marianne Williamson and today is 320 and our sister Marianne is inviting us to reflect on choosing to become better. We invite you to stay connected with us uh, through the social media channel of your choice. Those are listed uh, on the slide. And lastly, we continue to lift up our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. And so it is. Please join our practitioners on Monday evenings as we host a Year of Miracles review. Uh, this is taking place every Monday, uh, starting at 6.30 p.m. and going to 7.15 p.m. Uh, you can register at the link uh, on the screen at heartsoulcenter.org slash RSCP Year of Miracles. 
uh, and please do and join us as we take an even deeper dive into our daily read. And Imagining Justice uh, continues this Wednesday on the 8th, uh, November 18th, and we will be singing freedom songs with vocal activist Melanie Damore. Meditation starts at 6.15, the experience starts at 6.30, and we are the ones that we have been waiting for. So join us this Wednesday evening for Imagining Justice. And our own Tammy Hall is live Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time on Facebook Live. Our sister is taking this opportunity to gift us with her, her talent and musical mastery. And we invite you to tune in, uh, spend some time with our beloved Tammy, and also please make sure to tip her generously. And every Saturday is our opportunity at 10 a.m. Uh, to tap into a point of power. These are five minute videos uh, with our own Reverend Andrea Earl that are intended to literally put a pop into your day. Uh, they're available on Facebook, YouTube, and also via podcast. And we are continuing to celebrate 11 years of miracles at Heart and Soul Center of Light. Please join us for our 11th anniversary gratitude party. It is taking place on Friday, November the 27th, the day after Thanksgiving from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. and it will be happening via Zoom. You can RSVP to attend this amazing event at www.heartsoulcenter.org slash 11, year 11 years of miracles. It's gonna be a grand time, so please do RSVP and let us know that you will be joining us. And the Heart and Soul Adult Education Circle presents Mental Equivalence. This is an opportunity to sharpen your vision of how you want your life to be. By building a strong mental equivalent, it, is, it applies that much more certainty to the outcome of your intentions, affirmations, and prayers. You can register for the class at heartsoulcenter.org slash mental equivalence. It is taking place on four consecutive Tuesdays starting December 1st through December 22nd. Class goes from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. It will be via Zoom. Uh, textbook is The Mental Equivalent by Emmett Fox. The tuition is $145, which includes a non-refundable $45 registration fee and a structured partial payment plan is available. And I'm delighted to be co-facilitating this experience with my beloved sister, Sonia Ray Russell. This is also a prerequisite. This class is also the prerequisite for this class. Excuse me. The prerequisite for this class is a foundations level course. And this class is required for those who are on the practitioner path. And you must be in attendance for all four classes in order to receive credit. And we invite you to continue celebrating our 11th anniversary by donating uh, in the forms and the amounts suggested on our slides. It can be $11, $111, or $11,111. What is important is that you make a daily, we're asking that you make a daily, weekly, or monthly contribution in order to support Heart and Soul's world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. It is easy to give. You can just go to heartsoulcenter.org slash give, and you can text to give at 510-500-5849. So let's just take a moment and take a breath. Heart and 
heart and soul's vision is our intention of how we are to be in the world and who we are in the world. And this is our opportunity as our community to declare our intention uh, together. So together, we are a loving and compassionate world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet, and so it is. So family, join me in going within by taking a deep conscious breath. And as we release the breath, we bless it. How good it is to know that there is an ever-present reminder in the form of our breath that there is that which is living and breathing each and every person and thing in the universe. How good it is to know that the source of all is resident right where each and every one of us is. That the glory and goodness that is God is ours by right of consciousness. And that as we breathe this in, it sheds light on all of the good that is available for us for the claiming. It sheds light on love and peace and harmony and joy and grace and productivity and ease. It shows up in the entire body of our affairs. How good it is to know that there is that which is ever available as our guide and as our source. So grateful for knowing that God is and we are, I give thanks for this day. I give thanks for all that is happening. I give thanks for the transformation that is taking place even in the seeming appearance of adversity. I give thanks for knowing that right where we are, God is and all is exceedingly well. And so I know that as this is the truth, I know that it is also the truth for this service today that everything that is required is already in place. I'm giving thanks for every person that has laid hand and heart on our service. Grateful for all of those who are listening near and far. I'm grateful for our practitioner core who prays without ceasing. I'm giving thanks for our board who goes about the business of heart and soul and loving consciousness. I'm giving thanks for our music ministry today, for Destiny Muhammad and Tammy Hall and Daria Johnson. I'm giving thanks for Reverend Andriette Earl, for her divine yes, and for her invitation to us to join her on this path of transformation. And so I give thanks knowing that 
all is well and that there is truly so, so much to be thankful for. And in gratitude, I release this word into the perfect activity of love and law. I know that it is done and done well because it is done in, through, and as God. I step aside in consciousness. I allow it to be. And so it is. Hello, beloved heart and soul, Center of Light community, and Reverend Andrea. It's just so good to be able to congratulate you on your 11th anniversary. Um, Dr. Sharon Hudson, be a leader for Centers for Spiritual Living. And in my heart, I know that you have created a community that is touching lives in amazing ways, that your love and your wisdom is transformative, that not only are you affecting the people that come to your center, but you're reaching out into the community and awakening the world. And I'm just so happy that you are part of Centers for Spiritual Living and that you're doing such a great work. So a big hearty congratulations. And I know that as the, your vision to move into the greater yet to be is unfolding beautifully, I'm celebrating with you in my heart and my soul. And I wish you all the very best as we celebrate this together. Hello, my beloved friends of heart and soul, celebrating 11 years. Uh, this is David Alexander, Spiritual Director at Spiritual Living Center of Atlanta. And I just want to reach out to my beloved friend, Reverend Andrea Earle, and all of you, beloved souls at heart and soul, and congratulate you for 11 magnificent years of ministry, of transforming lives, of uplifting consciousness, of keeping it real and breaking it down and building it back up in a higher mind and consciousness. Um, I love you. I love uh, Reverend Andriette and all that you represent, the way in which you keep it real, tell the truth, um, and lift people into a higher vibration of what is possible. 11 is a sacred number. It is the pillars of the Temple of Jerusalem that represent the passageway into your greater good, the strength of consciousness and the strength of body and, and form. And so in these past 11 years, you have built up the body of your church, you've built up the body of God, the pillars of the community, the pledgers and supporters and the backbone, you people know who you are, and the pillar in consciousness. And together, those things represent the, the doorway through which you now enter into 11 more wonderful years and many, many, many more years of absolute transformative consciousness of uh, soul-bursting truth <laughs> and mind-expanding awareness of how connected we all are to each other, of how much our lives do indeed matter, and how much we need one another to build this kingdom of consciousness for a world that works for everyone. God bless you. I love you. Mwah. And we'll see you soon. Take care. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> just one more thing. Um, you know, when you see in, in airports, uh, you, you travel, I don't know, remember that? Remember traveling in airports? Uh, but you land and you maybe see a sign that said, you know, um, you know, this way is a thousand miles or whatever to, or several thousand miles uh, to our sister city, such and such, and be some city in a foreign place. Well, that's how I feel about heart and soul. 
I feel like I need to put up a sign at SLCA saying this way, uh, a few thousand miles across uh, the continent uh, is Heart and Soul Center, a sister city of uh, Spiritual Living Center of Atlanta. Uh, so maybe maybe we can negotiate what, what that means, what that looks like. But I'll put up a sign if you guys do, and uh, and then we'll let, let's have some fun with that. So anyway, from my heart to yours, again, congratulations, and have a magnificent celebration. Well, peace and blessings.
Thank you, Destiny. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you, Tammy Hall. Thank you, Daria Johnson. I am so very grateful. Welcome, heart and soul. Welcome to our Sunday service that has just been set so beautifully. I'm grateful for Ron Marshall, practitioner licensed practitioner Ron Marshall's meditation that called us into an awareness of the power of I am that I am, that I have been what I have been, and I will be what I will be simultaneously at the same time. There is something to y'all today, I, I asked very specifically that Destiny sing that song that she wrote, that she intuited, that she downloaded. Because there's something about our preparation, there's something about our awareness to a person we have a collect individual and collective desire for a different experience in the world. I used to say aloud and on mic that all of us want the children safe. But more recently, over the past four years, I've come to realize that that's not necessarily true at the surface level. When we allow our current mind activity, which is often habitual, well, frankly, it's always habitual. It's a habitual practice of just thinking what we've been thinking 
now. Just continue that and act as if it is a principle, a law that is unchangeable. When in reality, what we know is that there is a practice that when we engage it, we open ourselves to a greater expression of the divine. Now, the divine hadn't gone anywhere. We just are not giving it sufficient access. We are not sufficiently available to the divine so that it can have its full sway. So there's... We are sitting in right now the prayers of our ancestors. There's not a voting season, and it's not just presidential elections. It's every time you vote. When you vote for your little local board, when you vote in your, in your club meetings, when you vote certainly at the presidential level and down ballot as well, there is, we are calling forth an awareness, at least I am, and the people with whom I hang out are aware that we are living our ancestors' vision, a vision of using our voice for righteousness, for the highest and best for all concerned, that it's a moment of divine transformation. It's a moment of power. It's a moment of recognition that right where I am right now, available to divine spirit that nothing is withheld from me. I pray that you heard the lyric in the song. I hear the presence. <laughs> I hear the presence. I hear the presence guiding, opening. I hear it calling my name. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? Now, for those of us who have not yet come, and I know it's a scary question, because you may, <laughs> you about go here and answer. And allow me to just say, and this is not news to many of you, it often is not what you thought it was going to be. Because, you, you know, in our humanness, we have set up what it, how it's going to go, who ought to do what, who's on first, who's on second, here's how we're going to play the game. And then we center ourselves and we open ourselves and we realize you don't even have no business in that game. You set all that up. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with your setup, but if you're listening, you realize that that's not even a game you're to play. <laughs> I'm just going to ask for a show of hands for the people who understand what I'm talking about to just, in the chat, to acknowledge in some way, oh, Rev, I hear you, I understand fully how, and, and folks used to say, what is it, that, what's the axiom that uh, humans plan? And they say, some saying God laughs. See, I don't, I don't think that's true, because you know what I mean, it's not that kind, we anthropomorphize, I'd laugh. But God isn't laughing about it. It's gone on about God business. You know, it, no, it, 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 there's a divine knowing in the presence of God. Look, y'all, all of this is to say in my whole way that we are on an adventure in faith. Oh, I am so glad that we, that we call that forth 
oh, a couple of years ago, maybe more now, but you know, don't be mad at me if our theme next year is an adventure in faith and we just add a tagline to it. Because it is, it's worth remembering because we are in a time of amazing change. Now, I don't know if it's because I've, you know, I recently signed on for another year, just checked off another year on the planet. And, and some folks used to say that when that happens, as, as we mature, that there's a different relationship with time. So that could be a part of it as well. But here's what I know, is that I know that our prayers are, our prayers are making us, and our faith are make, rendering us ever more available to the divine. But there's more work that we must do. There's more work that we must do individually and collective. And we've seen that we've been doing it that we've been trusting, that we've been connecting, that we've been pouring into the greater good for all concerned, that, that we see instances where we let go of our personal advantage and instead surrender to, contribute to the greater good. See, it can't always just be about you. And yet... Simultaneously, at the same time, it's always just about you. See, it's, a, it's an advanced lesson, though. I'm not expecting, if you've just joined us for the first time and, and you don't know nothing about what we teach and the principles that we endeavor to practice, that you may be saying, now, see, I don't even know what she's talking about. But just hang in there. Hang in there because it will come to you with an awareness that it can't always be about you, and yet it's always about you. The idea is that if it's your thought, if it's your being, it must be about you, but you can't let that limit you. That you must have an expansive awareness, an expansive, live, be willing to live in an expansive possibility about what is it that I can contribute to so that it can be different. You see, the song that Destiny wrote and sang for us is a song that is drawn from 1 Samuel. And there's, there are a few examples in there. First of all, Hannah, who, who believes that, you know, she's barren and has, you, you know, when you're not doing what folks do where you're from, you have to take the licks. Ask same gender-loving people. Ask people who are taller or shorter or lighter or darker or have some some different abilities. Some might have called them disabilities at one point. But they're differently able in some way. All of y'all, all of us, can give testimony to what it's like to appear not like the other folks. And the licks that you take in that. So the story is told that in this desperation, she's at the temple of Shiloh, and the high priest there, Eli, sees her, but because she's muttering to herself, and I'm just going to say an altered consciousness, because she's trying to work this out. She's like, you know, I'm, I just don't know that I can go another feather under these circumstances. I just don't know that I can take it anymore. So if you can imagine, if somebody kind of 
walked up kind of eavesdropping, hearing some of your wailing and your praying and the way that you can put all that together, they might think he was drunk as well. So he thought she was either crazy or drunk. And it worked out that out of his, you know, blessing her, out of his acceptance of her ultimately when he realized that that was not what was happening, that she affirmed, that she made a covenant with the divine, that should she have a child, she would bring that child to the temple, that she would consecrate that child to the temple. And so the story is told that she has a child. Now, I don't want you to get hung up in the Bible story and the details because it's all you. So it's not a Hannah and an Eli and a Samuel, all these not separate people. It appears that way in the telling of an allegory and an opportunity for us to, to metaphysically discern the metaphor that's available for us. So it's that part of us that is, is sad and is giving up almost. You see, because if you give up, you're not at the temple praying. <laughs> you see, you, you like on the threshold of giving up. Who here is on the threshold of giving up, but you're willing to pray some more? You're willing to go wherever you need to go. You're going to go one more place. You're not going to live like this, but you're going to do one more thing about it. Or maybe you're like, okay, I got there five more things I'm willing to do, but you better line them up quick. But you, you, you see what that energy of that is? It's a powerful energy that's going to bring change, that puts us into a situation, a circumstance. We recognize this is an adventure in faith. I'm going to have to bring some faith to this in order to matriculate to the other side of it, to honor the divine presence. So she delivers young Samuel to the high priest, Eli. And young Samuel is serving Eli in the temple, and he's learning what to do to light the candles, to set up the altar, to turn it off, to do whatever is required for the high priest to be the high priest in the space of the Shiloh temple. Oh, but in this, you see, it's, it's an initiation. Somebody needs to hear me. You can't just get from there to there without doing what's required. I, I know you, now, you know, on all of the, the slides that you'll see, and based on how I'm caught up in this one song in this moment, we may not see many slides. <laughs> but when you finally see a slide, <laughs> you will notice that in the corner of the slide is, the, uh, is a representation of the chrysalis process. We'll see a caterpillar and a butterfly. And the idea here is that we are forever in this divine transformation. Forever. We are forever moving towards our transformation, our transmutation, the divine shift. But here's what I know, and, and I am mad at you for wanting to just get right to the butterfly part. I'm not mad at you at all. I overstand. Why must I go through the goo? The goo is that process that, that Miss Hannah was experiencing. 
The goo is that part where you just don't know how you gonna ever get past this. That's the goo part. That's the adventure in faith. That's when you cannot, what did Ernest Holm tell us? To abandon the truth in the hour of need is proof positive that you never knew it. So for all of our testifying, for all of our ego trips, for all of us trying to know without doing the work, there's work that we got to do. Samuel is giving us an example of that. We got to do, sometimes it feels like, looks like, excuse me, Sometimes it feels like it's the grunt work. I know you don't want to clean the temple. I'm, that's a metaphor. But the temple has to be cleaned. Somebody has to do the thing that they don't want to do. Somebody is going to have to be in a way that they're not really interested in being. I haven't been that way before. Nobody in my family has been like that before. But in order to have the divine outcomes, these are the changes. I've come today to just, I just want to talk a little to you about your awareness of what the divine wants you to say, what the divine wants you to do, how the divine wants you to be. I don't know how you're going to know that unless you can get still. That's the Samuel lesson in the stillness. And, and I love the way the story is told in 1 Samuel. That Samuel hears his name called Samuel. Samuel and he assumes it's Eli because ain't nobody else there. So he gets up and gets ready and goes over to find out what do you, what you what, yes, what, what do you need? Yes, I'm here. I heard you. I'm here. He says, I'm here. And Eli's like, what you, what you mean? I didn't call you. Go on back to bed. And he's okay. Do you see that? It's the willingness to be available to divine guidance. Just the willingness. Just bring the willingness. You see what I'm saying? So he hears it again and gets up again. Okay, now see, we already lost 100 people right there. Because the second time it's I'm already gone, it's the same thing. It must not be. So 100 of us ain't getting up. We just pull the covers over our head because that's a little bit too much noise and we know it wasn't Eli so it couldn't be nothing but that's not the Samuel in us that we're giving way to because Samuel gets up again <laughs> and go, yes to the high priest I didn't call you go on back to okay <laughs> then it happens again another hundred of us bite the dust because for sure we're not getting up another time on the third time, absolutely not. Think about your life. By the third time, you like done. You're talking back like you better hush. But Samuel, the Sa and it's us. There is no Samuel. The word, Sa the name Samuel means God heard. So for Hannah, God heard her. And now Samuel is hearing. There's a listening. 
There's a divine availability. This is all of our chrysalis process. Going from the barrenness of the belief of, can't nothing happen here. Come on now, electoral votes. Can't nothing happen here. How can this possibly? Well, God heard. It's a Samuel moment, not a person, a principle, a divine idea. And so the third time, see, we'd lost two, three hundred just by the repetition of it. The third time, Samuel gets up and goes to Eli, and Eli said, I didn't call you, but Eli said, oh, 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 see, you don't get to be the high priestess the high priest or priestess, <laughs> without an understanding of how life gets to be the way it is. So Eli says, oh, I didn't call you, but you're being called. <laughs> I didn't call you, Samuel, but you're being called. Go on back, and when you hear the call again, say, yes, Lord. I'm listening. What would you have me say? What would you have me do? What would you have me be? Be available. Be willing to listen. Be willing to shift. This isn't how you've been doing it, but be available to something different, a new way of being a new way of seeing, of connecting. And in that moment, the story goes, I mean, it goes on and on for how, how Samuel ultimately, through his truth-telling and his own courage, etc. out of that moment, though, and see, this is our moment. This is our moment on our adventure in faith. Here's what's important. I think that we know in the science of mind glossary. And you know, I may have just clicked so y'all could see the caterpillar and the butterfly. Because the truth is that from the glossary of the science of mind, the Ernest Holmes seminal work, he says the presence of God, and I've added the living one, the strong one, it's about meditating on the presence of the divine. And that is to indraw the universe into one's own, own soul. And if you're reading what's on the screen, you'll notice that universe, the you and universe is capitalized. And that's to indicate that we're not talking about the cosmos system. We're not talking cosmology. We're talking principles. And it's important to know that as often as we anthropomorphize God, that God is not a person, but a principle that is personified in each and every one of us. So this notion of hearing and listening is an inside job. It's about our availability to presence and our willingness to discern the presence of the divine. Everywhere, always present. That's everywhere, that's all the time. And look, I'm not suggesting 
that you're going to get it right any more than I'm going to get it right, although you probably will. The idea is that we stay the course, that we continue to listen, that we continue to know that, look, as we do this, we have to expect that our world is going to change. Think about our, the Hannah in us. So we are there like it has never happened. It's, you know, you're like now at an age where it's doubtful. You got all that going on. Your world, should your prayer be answered, is about to change entirely. This is, this is where we, 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 we um, what you call it, where we mess ourselves up. I was trying not to say mess ourselves up, where we confuse the outcome with, because we pray in earnest for the full change of it all. Save the children, the elders, and everybody in between. And then we don't want nothing to shift. But I don't want my neighbors moving, and I don't want the school to be, well, you see, all of that that we are desiring as an outcome, the acceptance and equality of all people, it's gonna look different. The world's gonna be different. The schools, the neighborhood, how economies work, all of it is going to shift. That's what James Baldwin is trying to tell us there, that any real change. And if you're praying, <laughs> unless you just fake it, if you're praying, it's about real change, isn't it? It's about a healing, even healing your body temple. That's going to change your life. When you can breathe clearly, you're going to have a different experience of life. When you can walk without limping or without the pain and the whatever it is, that's a difference. You're going to notice something different because right now you're noticing your pain. You're noticing where the curb is uneven because you got to pay attention. When that shifts, you're going to look up. And looking up, you're going to see something different. You're going to see somebody different. You're going to have a different... You're going to have a different experience. Our challenge is that we want to pray in earnest for it to be different without it changing. I want to be a butterfly. I mean, I can see the colors. I've already chosen them. But I don't want to go through nothing. I just, can I just pop out some wings? It's kind of where we come from with this. Oh, Lord. So look, I'm just trying to see. You know where I'm going here. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going here. Right here. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. If you've been hanging out with us, you've seen this before, but I want to share it to you. You see, truth can be applied in infinite ways. <laughs> so I know you've seen this in the context of us voting and what's required of us. Now I'm giving this to you in the context of us transforming our lives from the inside out, because that's the only way to do it. Now let's begin. He says, let's rededicate ourselves to the long and bitter but beautiful struggle for a new world. That's an inside job. You know, we applied it before looking at 
voting and having a consciousness around who are the candidates and what are the propositions that are in alignment with what you truly believe and desire for the world. Now we're looking at what Dr. King is saying as an inner stroke, the struggle for a new world. So let's begin believing in a new way, a new normal of divine connection and abiding sense of oneness, deep, deep listening, intentional discernment of the divine, the presence of the divine, the living one, the strong one. This is our work. This is the rededication. And the long and bitter meat, that's the cocoon part right there. That's the goo. We're going to have to go through some stuff. I wish it could be easy. Lord knows. I prayed for easy. But I have to say where I've gotten the most juice is where I've stood on the other side of the test with a testimony. That just happens to be my truth. I want to offer that as we open ourselves to the realization that spirit is right here, right now, and that it only operates through us as us. This is what Ernest Holmes says about this. He says that more when we center ourselves, when we make ourselves available, when we open ourselves in that way, infinite spirit pours itself into us. He says, and that is what brings forth a new earth, a new world, one of health, harmony, and happiness. You know, I'm reluctant in this moment to to share this Dr. Emmett Fox with you. Well, it's a Samuel moment. <laughs> I'm having this little Samuel moment right here. Because if you know the story, what God tells Samuel to tell Eli, Samuel like, ooh, I won't be the one. That's not the message I want to bring. Ooh, no. You know, I was li that listening thing. That was, but now, nah, what else you want him to know? It was, and so I'm kind, of, I'm kind of in a Samuel moment right now. I'm like, ooh, Lord, I don't want to tell him this part. Because look here. If you're reading what's on the screen, I'm going to cut to the bottom part. Where it says that God never sends sickness, trouble, accident, temptation, nor death itself. Nor does the divine authorize these things. Come on now. We bring them upon ourselves by our wrong thinking. You know, there's a part of me that feels like I need to duck. <laughs> because in a Samuel kind of way, I know y'all don't want to hear that. Because you've already picked out some people and systems to blame. But then it gives us, then Dr. Fox gives us the principle that God good 
can only cause good. And there's something in us that already knows that. But we kind of want to play it. We want to declare out loud, God is all there is. And then we want to worship at the altar of lack and limitation. And it not working out on account of them people. And this is saying we cannot have it both ways. You see, through our wrong thinking, we've been unintentionally, it's saying, this is my little translation, I'm trying to fix it up a little bit. This is how, come on, this is the Samuel in me, this is how I'm going to tell Eli. It's through wrong thinking that we've been unintentionally drawing into our lived experience exactly what we do not desire to experience. You see how I tried to fix it? But the bottom line is, it's by right of consciousness. I may need an escort going home. Here's the good news, I think. No worries at all. Because anything you thunk, you can unthink. Anything that you have brought into manifestation, and whatever it is that's in your life, it's the mental equivalent. There's a mental equivalent to it, which means that there is a thought that preceded it. And if you understand how life gets to be the way it is, you there are how, yeah, if you understand how life gets to be the way it is right now, you also understand how it can shift. How it can shift. Now, it doesn't mean you get to skip the goo. It just means you understand and enter into it knowingly. It's by the law of cause and effect that we produce unpleasant conditions. And just applying the law of transitivity here, we know that we are able to use that same law to produce a different effect. You see, if math works, it don't matter where you locate it. If it'll work in Oakland, it'll work in LA, it'll work in Maui, it'll work in Brazil, it'll work, right? I mean, math just works. Likewise, the principles work. So look, we have to be able to build a world that none of us has yet experienced. And the only way to do that is to begin thinking about it. Begin the ideation process, which means simply to begin to have an idea around it. Neville would say that that's imagination. Begin to entertain it. Begin to see in your own mind. Maybe you haven't seen it anywhere in the world. Begin to see us together loving, respecting, connecting. Begin to see it. It's not going to happen before somebody sees it. So we begin this just like we have all other opportunities. We begin to visualize it and imagine positive outcomes. And I say, I want to emphasize positive because some of us have mastered. We are adept at worst case scenario. Yes, I, I want that to change, yeah, but. 
Have you seen what happened to the last person? Do you know about the whatever? Do, the, do you know the stats on it? The prognosis that folks are, uh -uh. if you're declaring health and wellness, you cannot simultaneously be the expert about how it's impossible to heal that. There's hope on the horizon. There really is. But we must turn away from and release all doubt and fear. Beginning today. Beginning today, join me in declaring that we cease entertaining all worst case scenarios. And that instead, we begin the ideation of hope on the horizon. Now that's gonna look different for different people, but I'm going to invite you to entertain right now. If there's hope on the horizon for you, what does that look like? If there's hope on the horizon for you, what does that look like? If there's hope on the horizon for you, what does that look like? What I know for sure is that there's hope on the horizon. Destiny, Tell them about it, please. I see hope.
In today's world especially, it's not easy to keep a center going. You know, often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community, we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing. And so I invite us on this 11th birthday. Some of you know that I am the founder of the Prosperity Plus programs 1, 2, and 3, and I know that your center has offered these programs to you. I'm a deep believer in tithing. And we all have giving patterns. Many of us give actually only emotionally. We give when we feel like we have a little extra. And then there's another kind of giving that's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it. And if it's not 10%, it's 5% or it's 6%, but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life, planting in a beautiful place like the heart and soul center of light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering, even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver. And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, it changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life. Thank you, Mary Morrissey, for inviting us to lean into giving. Thank you, Reverend Andriette, for reminding us that we must dream of a world with a different imagination, releasing the doubt and fear and ceasing terrorizing ourselves with our minds and thank you to Destiny that for reminding us that hope is not only available, it is in fact just on the horizon. And family, this is our opportunity to give, to give with our hearts open, to give because we know that Heart and Soul Center of Light continues to support us in the most profound and deep ways. I can let you know that you can send your gift to our new secure mailing address, Heart and Soul Center of Light at 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, 
in Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online by visiting our website, heartsoulcenter.org give. And you can of course text to give at any time by dialing 510-500-5849. We simply invite you to get into giving because your life will be transformed. And we wanna make sure that we bless our gifts at, its, at the time that we give them to ensure that we are making sure that we are steeped in the circulation. And so together family, I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church and throughout the world because I know God as source and so it is. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Destiny. Thank you, Reverend Andriette. We're going to run us through our opportunities for engagement one final time. So join our practitioner corps Mondays at 6.30 to 7.15 p.m. for our Year of Miracles review. You can sign up at heartsoulcenter.org, RSCP Year of Miracles. Join us as we not only imagine but manifest justice this Wednesday, uh, November 18th. Uh, vocal activist Melanie Moore will be joining us and leading us in singing freedom songs. Our sister Tammy Hall is live on Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. Please take the opportunity to check our sister, beloved sister out. Points of Power also pop Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. via on Facebook, YouTube, and also via podcast. Again, rem reminder to RSVP for our 11th anniversary gratitude party Friday, November 27th from 6 to 8 p.m. via Zoom. You can register at heartsoulcenter.org slash 11 years of miracles. And another invitation to join myself and uh, practitioner Sonia Ray Russell as we host the mental equivalence. Why mental equivalence? Because every form thing in the for every form thing in the universe, there is a corresponding mental image. So take this opportunity to expand your mental equivalent. Tuesday evenings, December 1st through the 22nd, uh, 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Tuition is $145 with a $45 non-refundable registration fee. And also we continue to celebrate our 11th anniversary. We ask you that you join us uh, in donating the amount shown on the slide, $11, 111, 1111 dollars. <laughs> Some, somebody did that intentionally so we could just have a nice little tongue twist, a little comic relief during this moment. But at any rate, it doesn't matter what the amount is. The important thing is that we give and that we can make a daily, weekly, or monthly contribution to support heart and soul uh, efforts, uh, ongoing efforts as a world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Uh, just go to heartsoulcenter.org slash give or text to give at 510-500-5849. And please uh, join us in supporting the ongoing viability of Marcus Bookstore as the oldest independent black bookstore in the company. There, in the country, excuse me. They are celebrating their 60th year with a fundraiser, and you can uh, find it uh, via GoFundMe Marcus Books Anniversary Fundraiser. Also, we ask that you join us in continuing to support Kingston 11. Uh, it's an opportunity to enjoy delicious Jamaican cuisine for a takeout or pickup at Kingston11eats.com. Let's support those that support us. And the Pulse, 
meets via Zoom on 11.30 a.m. Pacific on Sundays. If you'd like your teenager to join our online teen community, you can email the pulse at the, at the pulse at heartsoulcenter.org. Our youth and family is back with fun and meaningful uh, videos for ages 4 to 12. Uh, focus this week is on mindfulness, movement, and imagination building. You can join in at heartsoulcenter.org slash watch YFV. And you can also email questions to YFV at heartsoulcenter.org. And following service, there will be group prayer uh, as available every Sunday via, via teleconference. It'll be happening 10 minutes after the conclusion of our service and also takes place on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. Uh, you can participate by joining in at the uh, Zoom information on the slide. And we now have five rooms available for uh, prayer. Uh, we have uh, our work, creative self-expression, prosperity supply, right action, divine guidance, health and healing, love, relationship, peace, harmony, and joy. And a new room, moving through the holidays with grace, joy, and connection. And Reverend Andriette. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. I feel like I need to say first things first right now. Hope on the horizon. That's Daria Johnson on drums. This is Tammy Hall all over the piano. That was beautiful. And the composer, <laughs> our harpist from the hood, Destiny Muhammad. I see hope on the horizon. Oh, I think y'all could feel it. Even from as far away as some of y'all are, and let me just say how it warms my heart that not only the folks in the neighborhood and, you know, as that ripples out, here, here's a thing you probably may not know or are not thinking about, is that I don't get to see you at all. You, you know, I know you see me and you see the musicians and but I don't get to see any of you. And so when you let me know that you're out there, even just by location, it means a lot to me. It's one of the ways that I feel some connection. So thank you for that. I wanna give a shout out uh, in appreciation for you tuning in and being with us, Las Vegas, Nevada, Detroit, Michigan, Know that y'all are in my prayers, electorally speaking. Maui, <laughs> Tucson, Arizona, Arizona likewise, Los Angeles, New York City, Port Angeles, Port Angeles, Washington, Aurora, Colorado, Haco, Costa Rica, Connecticut, Salvador, Bahia, Brazil, Atlanta, Georgia, Columbia, South Carolina, Boston, Massachusetts, Baton Rouge, and San Jose, Costa Rica. I just, I love and appreciate you. I know some of y'all are working through time zones and all of it. So know that I value and honor that you have taken the time and done whatever was required in order for you to share this experience with us. And for that, I am eternally grateful. I just want to highlight a couple of things. One, I have an ask of you regarding our point of power, which is out every Saturday. Do me a favor, if you are willing, 
reach out to me and let me know if there's one, just one in particular that has ever touched your heart. If it hasn't, don't worry about it. I'll keep working on it. If there is one though that has really resonated with you and you send it to others or you continue to use it or you go back to it, whatever it is, please let me know because I'm, I, I want to know. There's something I'm working on and that would be valuable information and I'd love to see the ones that seem to resonate the most with you. So if you would do that for me. I'm hoping that you'll be part of our 11th anniversary gratitude party. It's all about gratitude, as Ron told you. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving from 6 to 8, but you need to get uh, registered, if you will. So you, you want to go ahead and get in on that, um, on um, RSVPing for it. You heard me mention mental equivalence. I just want to do the dot to dot for the class that's coming up, because when you understand the ideation and how that, how that manifests in your life, you begin to understand ever more clearly how life gets to be the way it is. And I want that for all of us. Also, when we are asking you to give, especially through this anniversary season, to just celebrate it. And besides that, you know, we've moved and there are a number of additional expenses that we have had and that we continue to have because we are, we're rounding the corner on completing phase one. But we're not there and we could use some help. On Amazon, we have a wish list. And so in the recap that comes out midweek, that link will be in there. Thank you, those of you who have already been responsive. I, we've gotten a couple of things already, so thank you for that. And I just ask that you go to the wish list and see how you could just support this ministry in this new phase in our 11th year. Shout out to Dr. Sharon and Dr. David for their support as well with this. After the prayer, and I'm going to actually read um, what I'm offering as a prayer today by Dr. Emmett Fox, who we featured in, um, in my talk, in my message this morning. But after that, I have asked Destiny and Tammy and Daria to present to you as an offering John Coltrane's A Love Supreme. And so, you know, I know some of you are like, well, let's skip to prayer, but I'm not. <laughs> I know you want to get right to that, but just slow your roll. I drew from the presence by Dr. Emmett Fox, and I just want to expand on that because I think that this is so beautifully perfect for now. So it is in this consciousness, this awareness, this recognition that there is one, one life, one love, one breath, the living one, the strong one, that I declare and know in my connection with and my sameness with, my, my oneness in that I am divine spirit. I am the child of God. In God, I live and move and have my being. So I have not fear. I am surrounded by the peace of God and all is well. I am not afraid of people. I am not afraid of things. I am not afraid of circumstances. I am not afraid of myself. 
for God is with me. The peace of God fills my soul, and I have no fear. I dwell in the presence of God, and no fear can touch me. I am not afraid of the past. I am not afraid of the present. I am not afraid of the future, for God is with me. The eternal God is my dwelling place, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Nothing can ever touch me but the direct action of God itself. And God is love. God is life. I understand that, and I express it. God is truth. I understand that, and I express it. God is divine love. I understand that and I express it. I send out thoughts of love and peace and healing to the whole universe, to all trees and plants and growing things, to all beasts and birds and fishes, to every man, woman, and child on earth without any distinction. If anyone has ever injured me or done me any kind of harm, I fully and freely forgive them now. And the thing is done forever. I loose them and let them go. I am free and they are free. If there is any burden of resentment in me, I cast it upon the Christ within. And I go free. Father, never come. God is infinite wisdom and that wisdom is mine. That wisdom leads and guides me, so I shall not make mistakes. God is love. Christ in me is a lamp unto my feet. God is infinite life, and that life is my supply. So I shall want for nothing. God created me and sustains me. Divine love has foreseen everything and provided for everything. One mind, one power, one principle, one God, one law, one element. Closer is he than breathing, nearer than hands and feet. I am divine spirit, the child of God, and in the presence of God I dwell forever. I thank God, the living one, the strong one, for perfect harmony. Join me in sealing this word by saying, Ashe, 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 and so it is. And now, a love supreme.
I love Supreme.